to instituting universal basic income, 2020 Democrats are just not seeing straight. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSP. Every Saturday from 3 to 6, we are regular live Saturday afternoon show again. I am here with my trusty sidekick, producer, Binkley. How you doing, Binkley? I'm great. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on the <laughs> news of the past few days. <laughs> the probe oh my gosh i've been dying to see what the Mueller probe says oh my gosh everything we've been waiting for i'm so excited i uh it's so funny because what was that brian stetler the stelter stelter he's what was his quote you tweeted me something texted me something he tweeted that you know it's a big day and it's important when cnn is streaming news live from their website so and the news was that the Mueller report had been, it was done. That was it. This but it wasn't released. It wasn't released. It so was just done. there was done. no actual information. Yeah. Vital speculation <laughs> we were getting right there on the website. Well, I mean, that's just, show. this is taking this kabuki theater, this ridiculousness to a whole new level. And I would like to blame the left exclusively for this, the CNN side. Of, I don't even want to call them left and right. It's the CNN side. But... I have very strong suspicion, and I'd like to know if you agree with me, that when Attorney General Bill Barr releases his summary of it or whatever form of it he releases, it will be so ambiguous that both sides will feel both frustrated and vindicated, and the fighting will go on and on. Absolutely. It will be enough to make the left believe that there was absolutely collusion, but that the system is so broken that there were no laws to stop it. So they have to change the system. And then the right is going to say, well, nobody else. They're already saying it. Nobody was indicted. There were no crimes found. So that is in a, a not guilty is an innocent. Yes. Is and innocent. everybody's going to be doing fantastic on the campaign fundraising because oh, I got like sides. 40 emails yes. yesterday. Oh my gosh. Begging $10 to save no, this country. This, this just shows like what a heightened it's it's getting it's it's that thing where like it's just so frantic all the time. It doesn't even have any value. Do you have handy the thing that you showed me that you got an email about how the world is going to end or whatever if this doesn't come through? The email, the email that I got email. to see you? Don't you have to read the email, but you got this email from Indivisible, which, right, or whatever the... Yeah, I got it right here. Okay, so just if, it, if it's short, what, let's have it. It says, just because a report is completed doesn't mean we will ever get to see it, which is why we need you to act immediately and, and then in all caps, demand that Trump release it. Everything... And we mean everything will come down to this very second in time. Everything we rise up and demand that we either get to see the full report in its entirety or Trump and his Department of Justice could bury it forever. Finding out the truth about Trump's Russian ties depends on what we do right now. And then it goes on to talk about how either way they're going to be doing a bunch of investigations in the House of Representatives anyway. So everything comes down to this one second in time. And what's really amazing to me, this what it all 
it all distills down. I don't want to skip the steps that got me here, but it all distills down. It's just like the Supreme Court justice frenzy. Like we can never do away with the two-party system because the Supreme Court and what both of these scenarios. So, so they're freaking out because there might have been something screwy during the campaign process, election process. Not that there aren't always lots of screwy things such as billions of dollars flowing into the political coffers. Yeah, they asked for money right at the end of that email. That's... Yeah, it's all but even but even just the fact that where the money goes, where it comes from, what it's for, all of it is oh, the, that media outlets are in bed with political interests, whether you see them or not. They're not necessarily partisan. There's all sorts of screwy stuff. And the idea is to focus completely on these details, just like the Kenyan birther thing or the hanging chat. And if Hillary had gotten in, it would have been illegal voters. And if Cruz had gotten in, it would have been his Canadian birth. There's all this stuff about the legitimacy of the presidency. And that is supposed to have these massive implications like, oh, my gosh, we have a choice here between a totalitarian dictatorship of Lucifer himself and Gandhi and pure bliss. So that's really what was at stake. And if only we can get to the bottom of it, we can go back. When in reality, the welfare warfare super state has reached the perfect compromise in both the Republican and Democrat parties, even to the point where I think they're, I think the Republicans actually like being number two so they can act like they're defending, fighting the good fight. But then we, we just, I think February marked a record federal deficit, a federal deficit that has never been so high. And the left will be quick to say it's from, Trump's tax cuts. But the reality is his budget is out of control. Their budgets are out of control. These guys are not minding the store. It does not matter. And ultimately, like with the Supreme Court thing, what it really comes down to is, do these people really have that much power? And should they? Is that really what this is about? That we we still have an autocrat, a king? We just get to perhaps and perhaps not elect or select that person every so often? I mean, is that is it is it not the fact that it just means there's too much power at the top? I think there's a lot of power at the top, <laughs> and both sides are convincing that it's the other side that has concentrated it. But I actually think, and this is where this whole story, like, pushes the the limits of my instinct, which is I don't believe that the power lies in the individual anyway. I don't believe it. So I've said this a million times, but I'll say it again. I mean, if you look at Trump's backstory, if you look at his personal skill set, if you look at his affiliations, you can see that he's not some ideological or you can... it doesn't make sense to think that he is an ideological crusader, a, a lone wolf Batman who's there to save the world. It's more likely that the people he has been in bed with in the past, Rothschilds, Soros, Zucker, the casino guys, the you know, cement guys in New York, that and he, going back in his family too, that there is a power above the parties and and they want stuff. And they're they're behind this stuff. And one uh, and so so sure, there's partisanship going on here where there are true believers 
on both sides. There's no question about that. And there are implications on how the five families divide up the corner corners. Like that's my analogy for this. It's like it's all a big mob and they do care who gets what, like which family's bigger. But ultimately, the people behind that, above that, as laid out in Tragedy and Hope by Carol Quigley, the people who are above the parties, they want something. And when I see when I see where this is coming out and that neither side is really making a good argument to stand by our rights, what they really want is two things, in my opinion. They want to get rid of the Electoral College. They want to change the way our voting is. They want to federalize it. They want to popularize it. Uh, ultimately, I would think to corrupt it. Uh, and again, the fact that the vote is so powerful is a sign that the American experiment has failed or is failing in that we're supposed to have objective rights. The, gover- the government is supposed to have uh, be limited with, with the protections of rights. So, and then the second thing that I think they're after here, which took a backseat this week, but is always in the background, was big last week, is a complete censorship of social media, control of the political discourse, limits to what you can say, what you can't say. When they talk about suppressing, they openly, openly talk about suppressing, quote, conspiracy theories on YouTube, Facebook, all, all across the board. Conspiracy theories are what accusations of corruption always are. And here we're talking about collusion. It's always a conspiracy, right? It's always a behind closed doors agreement among people to do something without telling people their real motives. I mean, everything's a conspiracy, right? Like just talking to your spouse about how to punish your kids is a conspiracy. Your boss is talking about what bonus you. But I'm talking about like when you talk about conspiracy theories, it's about looking at the power behind the scenes and what they're really after. And that's a political discussion that goes to the corruption of both parties. So when they suppress that, so so I'm saying that this whole Mueller thing, the whole Russian collusion thing is the two policy issues that they are trying to uh, affect with these are to, to control the voting in a way that will corrupt it and neutralize it. And then to control the discourse similarly so they can direct it, control it, limit it. And I want to get into what's so 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 you hear this stuff now, Elizabeth Warren, we have a clip of her, but this is you've got many examples, Binkley, of how they want to change voting, especially eliminating the electoral college. So I want to talk about why why that's good or bad. What? Why do you want to defend or eliminate the Electoral College? Give me a call, 800-WSB-TALK, or you can call me 404-872-0750 or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Well, no one's going to top that. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. I am your libertarian voice here on WSB. So we're talking about the Mueller report and... It hasn't been released yet. I'm absolutely, but but the probe supposedly is over. I'm absolutely convinced that what we will get from Attorney General Barr will be something that will foment 
<laughs> uh, distrust and this conflict rather than quell it. And actually, with with the Hillary private server thing, I absolutely thought it was a nothing burger. I really... I'm a big defender of due process when it comes to protecting your rights. But when when the when the crime people are going bananas about is is a process thing or like a cover up thing, she didn't follow the rules and the implications of that, the dangers of that is bad. Okay, well then you have to say did something did she actually use it for nefarious purposes? And that that would have been a legitimate argument. But I, I was just not impressed by the reaction to the private server thing. This, I mean, there isn't even, as as Hillary would say, there's no there there. Like, I don't think there's anything to this Russian collusion thing at all. I don't think they've, I mean, it seems like a purely fabricated issue. Therefore... It doesn't matter that whether it's resolved or not because they won't accept the outcome. Like the the people who feel that there is something there. Do you do you have that Binkley that um, Chris Matthews clip handy? Can you do it real quick? Is that too quick to ask? And a short. I don't that's have right. it on. No, hand. that's all right. I yeah. told you I didn't want it. But Chris Matthews actually says. Can you believe that no further indictments have come out of this, despite the fact that there were all those meetings with the Russians? And it, it just, it, he's saying that the evidence is there. He's absolutely not accepting that there doesn't seem to be any uh, answer to that, that, that there's no implications to that. It was like the Jeff Sessions thing. He's like, oh, are you saying that I shook the hand of an ambassador who is at the the convention like I didn't even remember that but yeah whatever I mean I guess that means I have to recuse myself I don't know you know he laughed he was like that's ridiculous but if that's how you want if you want to read into which shows how ridiculous this stuff is to the point where can you really say that democracy is the end all and be all of wisdom and justice when when here's where uh when when this is what it it leads to this this illogic this emotionalism it, yeah like give us give us the Matthews clip clip if you can bring it up real quick there will be no further indictments that means no charges against the president his children or his associates after all those meetings with the Russians <laughs> after all the crimes they committed they will not be punished that's what's going on after here. This all is a those meetings. Hit. After all those meetings, this is, a, this is a newsman. Anyway, so I want to, I'm happy to get to your calls, but I also want to get into, so should we trust Mueller? You want to trust Mueller on this? 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Wow, that was intense. On News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. Carrying voice on WSB, Saturdays from 3 to 6. Live today, obviously, you can call. We're talking about uh, the Mueller report and what I think are the real purposes of this idea that the Trump election was illegitimate and influenced by a foreign power. I believe, I think this is above the party, so I don't expect either party to do anything but serve this end. And the ends are going to be 
the elections are federalized or the electoral college is abolished uh, or whatever destroys any, you know, diminishes the answerability of the uh, federal elected officials. And then I also think, and I think this is actually going to be more significant, a complete control of the political debate so that anybody who seems fringy and in an increasingly centralized, mediocre world, liberty's fringy, right? Isn't that what Barry Goldwater said, that the fanaticism or whatever, immoderation, extremism and defense of liberty is no vice and moderation and giving it up is no virtue? So something like that. That wasn't perfect. But anyway, so I'm just saying these guys, they they are anything that sounds so-called radical is going to be eliminated from the political discourse. And all of this just goes to allowing and ushering in of a new society. So even the Green New Deal and infrastructure and this basic income is all about a vision, seems to me, a vision for a highly controlled society. And that is not going to be a democratic society. It's not going to be a society where labor markets and wage markets and prices and capital all clear naturally according to supply and demand. That is that is not going to happen. So we can't have a have a say in it because it's going to be technocracy a technical technical society run by experts i mean that this has been the plan for probably 100 years and or more and i think that's what it's all about i actually think the whole question of the electoral college and the basic income dovetail uh binkley i want i'm going to take these calls because i think they've been on a while we had a little problem with the calls um i want to talk about i want to get some tweets i want to I want to dig in a little bit to whether or not we should take any of the stuff that we're hearing on the Mueller probe at face value. But I, I do want to talk a little bit over the discussion about electoral college and maybe we can go back and forth. I'm going to go to Amanda. Amanda, you are on with Monica. Hi, Amanda. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. And I'm very happy you're back. I've missed oh, you. Oh, great. Thank you. Well, I think I'm here for, for a while, at least till the end of the summer. So Saturdays, 3 yeah. to 6 here, I'm yours. Excellent. Well, I was calling in regards to the Electoral College. When I heard that Warren had said we need to get rid of it, I'm like, yeah, no, that's the <laughs> one thing we should not get rid of, because that's the only reason certain states would ever see anybody. You know, yes. I mean, it's just, it's, just beyond ridiculous to think that they would get rid of it. The founding fathers created that to help make sure that the little states didn't get ignored. If they do get rid of it, basically it's going to be California, Illinois, New York, and maybe Florida that are going to vote in anybody who's going to be in the White House. And that's absurd. So let's take another step and say, then what happens? So so it's clear after a couple of cycles that only that that those urban centers are really deciding all of the federal elections. And I wonder at that point, I mean, the Electoral College is tied to the number of congressmen and the senators. The senators yeah. are equally they're saying it's unbalanced because smaller states like Rhode Island have three electoral votes 
or Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Because, but that really is based on the fact that the senators are also out of balance. So I wouldn't be surprised if the next step is to change the senatorial composition to also be weighted popularly. But let's just take this one step further and say, okay, so these important positions in the federal government are occupied solely by people favored by the urban centers. Then what happens, do you think? Let's just do a thought experiment. Well, personally, I think we need to go back to how the senators once were sent Uh, to Washington, and that's have the states send them. They are not supposed to represent the people. They're supposed to represent the states. So it's already out of balance for that one reason and one reason only. The people in Congress screwed up with that particular <laughs> amendment. But, oh, heck, that's just me. So yeah, they um, did. And that and the purpose, if you read, if you go back and you read, I think I first like saw this in Alexander de Tocqueville's Democracy in America, where he said this is so brilliant because you have the popular representation in Congress, which is where you get a lot of those electoral votes. But then on the Senate level and uh, you get this uh, a, a more answerable professional class of people who supposedly are maybe better educated is how they looked at it. But I say these are people who can can spend all their time looking at government instead of what happens when you elect it popularly. We are so easily manipulated because either we're easily distracted or we're brainwashed in school or we're just working too hard. And if you're going to have an empire instead of a truly limited government, how can you... Uh, how can and and all you get is media that's controlled by the media. You know that's the only yep. information. How are you going to be able to impart a checks and balance? So there's no checks and balances left. You might not might as well not even have a Senate if it's elected exactly. the exact same way as Congress. So well, and especially given the fact that they go up there, they go to Washington, and in six years they get voted in again and again and again, and they become permanent people there and that's ridiculous i think is term limits for everybody well, one this term is, this is also a problem in that the uh that the money and this would be worse i believe if you if you went just to the urban centers that the money they would need more money because they would have to campaign more broadly this is my understanding of it this is what the common wisdom is that's not always right but right now they really only have to go to the swing states and people are like well that means that the swing states are overrepresented but my feeling is the swing states aren't really overrepresented it shakes out so that there are only swing states because enough of the country is satisfied with the democrats or the republicans representing them that their states aren't really in flux and that is a reflection of the parties trying to appease them so that only in those swing states the swing states are kind of perforce the clearinghouse for what the middle is now i'm not i'm not a middle person i i believe that all of this democracy stuff should take a back seat i don't care about the nature of the republic or the representation or whatever it's not that I don't care about it. It's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying it should all take a backseat to limited government and objective defined rights that are inviolable and fully protected. So the Supreme Court or the president or even Congress would not have the kind of power 
power that is throwing people into a frenzy if the 10 First Amendments, the Bill of Rights, were strictly adhered to. Even the Trump, uh, you know, <laughs> victims of Trump mania would would have an out because the 10th Amendment is there to let California be California, you know, but they don't want that. They're not focusing on the right thing. They're focusing on power and how to make sure they have it. And on either side, that's a dangerous thing. So I, I believe that the that they would continue. It would just I think it would uh, uh, overburden the money thing. But there's another step I, I really want to get into. What would really think about it and call me what would really happen after a few cycles of a pure popular election, assuming the president is as powerful as this makes it feel like he is. And I'm, I'm going to go to Jonathan. Jonathan, you're on with Monica. Are you there? I, yeah, I'm here. Okay, but, go. Well, I think well, voting, we all, voting is fun and boring, but we all have to do it. And why, why do we all have to do it? Maybe you don't want it. Maybe you don't feel qualified. That's right. But, and how do we get qualified? Like, how do you feel that you, do you like having, do you want a popular vote? Do you feel, do you feel like the populace is the most informed, best, uh, source like for the senators used to be that yeah. the legislators were kind of professional politicians i'm not sure that's better you know but i'm just saying like this push that you should vote 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 we have such a big unwieldy government i almost feel like it's inconsistent with a with a democracy voting is probably yeah. you know are we really all qualified for it yeah so do you like the electoral college or the popular vote what's your What's your preference? Vote. No, you just said the first one. The, the popular vote. All right. Well, yeah. here's the thing. The popular vote, it, it, I don't, the democracy, the democratic act of voting should not be so powerful that people are terrified at the result. And I believe that the founders had a healthy fear of pure populism as being very easy, not not just to get to sell out the the large minority to the slight majority. It's not just that. It's that when you get into populism and demagoguery, where you get to the people and you just want to brainwash them or make them promises, you get to where all you have to do is control the media. Or, um, or give them money. And, and I, I have a, I, I'm going to take a couple more calls, but I have a feeling I know, well, I shouldn't say I know, I have a suspicion of what might happen if we did get a popular vote after a couple of cycles, I think you would see a massive social shift. And I'll tell you what it is after the break, uh, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. And I'm going to get it to Maurice and to John. John thinks that the popular vote will lead to communism. I really want to hear about that. I, I have my objection. I, I know what I think the popular vote will lead to. I really want to hear it, Maurice and John. After the break, uh, this is Monica Perez. It's Eric Von Hassler. Entertaining, honest. Independent thinker. Listen weekdays 9 to noon right here on WSB.
This is Monica Perez. I am your libertarian voice on WSB. I'm going to try to get these two calls in my short segment. Maurice, you are on with Monica. Uh, Keep it to a minute. Can you do that, Maurice? Uh Uh-oh. I can't hear you, Maurice. Um, Can you hear me? Yes. Go. Okay. Great. Um, I think you need to consider what the real reason for the Mueller report was. And that was, I mean, because if you look at how flimsy the whole thing is, you would wonder why they would go to the trouble, you know, if they didn't have some other real hook. Um, And it's because they uh, needed Hillary to win to cover for all their other nefarious stuff, some of which have to do with allowing her server to be accessed by foreign powers um, with and paying money into the Clinton Foundation. Um, so at any rate, you know, and she's been known for her different things of blackmailing people pre-Trump era. So basically... That's the real reason. And wait, what are you saying that instead of so they did they needed Hillary to win for that. But look, Hillary did not win. And none of that stuff is coming back to haunt her, really. I mean, a campaign promise was to lock her up. Right. And it's been two years. I'm not calling for it. I'm just saying what I'm about to. Oh, okay, good. Go. Give me the punchline. Because the Mueller thing was put in place so there would be a. He could not do uh, obstruction. Uh, You know, if he indicted Hillary, indicted Comey or any of these people and others, because this is much bigger than just that particular issue, um, he would uh, not be able to do it. it. It would be viewed as obstruction of justice. So that's the other reason why. Oh, uh, oh, I yeah. see what you're saying. They set him up so that what he, if he were to do that, it would look like a reaction instead of just a right. campaign thing. Right. Because he just, right. Right. there are too many people inside who are against him, which is where you get the kind of Obama deep state theory. Right. And it's, which is why he never stopped it. But here's the other part of the conversation. Hoover and uh, the other parts of the Justice Department had a team of 470 lawyers creating indictments simultaneous while uh, Mueller was doing this. You can look on who? who was who was doing that? Hoover. He is a prosecutor. I forget his official label, but he, uh, along with the, I guess the Attorney General, uh, and he was sanctioned by Sessions to implement creating indictments on people. And like any real prosecution, you do not reveal what the indictments are. Okay, I got to stop you because I have to take a break, Maurice, I'm sorry. And I I think I kind of, I'm not ready to buy that this is, the te- this is the top of the pyramid. I'm not ready to buy that what's going on here is really the ultimate power struggle between two parties because I don't believe in the partisanship. John, I want to hear your big payoff and we're going to have lots of time to talk about it after the break and I'll give you my ideas too. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, You're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.